With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, folks. Now, yet again, I find myself at the start of the show having to talk to you all about Manscaped, the people who like to provide you with the equipment to shave your equipment. Now, it has been mentioned in the past that I sound less than enthusiastic when I do these things, and I I don't know how that came to be, because I think these are great products. These are wonderful products. I just think that, you know, as a, as a Scottish Presbyterian, that the fact that so many of you engage in sort of behaviour is just a real sign of the decline of a once proud people. But that's just me. That is just me, but, you know, if you're one of these non-God-fearing people who are quite happy to go about with your balls looking as though it's a slightly disappointing turkey dinner, that is cool. That is cool. And Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of, I'm sure, your partner's wish list this year. Inside, you get the Lawnmower Body Trimmer. It's the best trimmer on the market for your bum, your butt, your butt, your butt. You shave your butt. Jesus. And uh, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, which I do like because I'm getting to that stage where my ears are growing and getting hairier, which is odd because as a human I'm getting smaller and certainly dehairifying in the head area. But yes, if you want to get the the, the, the full love of a cherished loved one next to you whose testicles you've often looked at and thought, I like him, but my God, those balls are ferociously hairy. Then go to Manscaped for loads of stuff. You can get their signature cologne, the Shears 2.0 Luxury 4-Piece Nail Kit, the Crop Mops Ball Wipes. If you, I mean, nobody wants stinky balls, even I'll accept that. Loads and loads of stuff. And you'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code RANGERS. So 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code RANGERS. It's a pretty ballsy gift. Um, they wrote that, I have to say it. But yeah, so... Knock, knock yourselves out. I personally don't see what's wrong with a pair of gloves, but there you go.
everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar, I'm your host as always, and I'm joined this week by two of our lovelier, kinder podders. First of all, the splendid Miss Caroline Morrison. Hello, Caroline. Hi, David. Yeah, thanks for asking me on. It is always a pleasure to hear your delightful dulcet tones. And that can't be said of our next person, but he is available and therefore he is here. It's Linwood Rose, David Marshall. Do you know what you've done there is just uh, one set me up for a fall and disappoint everyone else when you introduced us as lovely and then introduced Caroline first. <laughs> you set an expectation that quite frankly, I don't think I've met. I was trying to, if you like, almost get some of, of, of her glory that you could bask in for you, you know, mm. some of the light coming from Caroline might have gone on you there. And I was trying for you, mate. I was I was I was doing my best. Although it has been said in the past, and I think for both of us, David, that light is not our friend. I could stuff up this is a free show to get what I've given. Good point. <laughs> and I like that. And uh, what Rangers were given this weekend was actually pretty good. Uh, I would go so far, Caroline, as to say that a 3-0 victory over Dundee at Ibrox might well have been our best performance of the season. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that, actually. It's certainly one of the games I've enjoyed the most. Um, the team, as we've seen under Gio, just have a little bit of an extra spark. And you see the kind of early kind of um, sparks of something coming together, which is nice. We've been on and off this season so far under Gerard, and Gio's clearly putting in kind of new plans, new techniques, working with players, understanding their strengths, trying new things, which can sometimes mean a little bit of a disjointed performance on the pitch. But actually what we're seeing is, um, certainly in this game, that we're starting to see the benefits of that. So really enjoyed it. I would agree with you. That's one of the, the best I've I've enjoyed. Well, speaking of the benefit, just as a public service announcement, folks, remember we are at that time of year. And going to the game on Saturday, I, I saw so many people on the train with their jackets on. <laughs> and they are thus completely ruling out the benefit. And when the weather's like this, I just... David, you know I'm a great believer the in the benefit. benefit. I am a great believer in the benefit. And I'm sitting there on the train going, none of, none of these people are going to get the, they're all going to jump off this train and, and be cold. And, you know, you want to tell them, but then I think, is it my place to? Um, no, it's uh, their mum and dad's. This is something that should have been drilled, drilled into them. Uh, drilled. Uh, child them, you know, it's, That's right. I, I, I don't know. I'd, some people have dragged up in this world, David, they really are. On to, or back to, I suppose, the game, David, on Saturday. Um, it's becoming, well, it looks like we've only got a four-game sample, so we can only read in what we've got. But two changes to the side. He doesn't seem to make a lot of changes, Gio, and he seems to like a consistency of selection. One of the things that I think was great in us a little bit this season that we seem to make a lot of changes. Now, in all fairness to Stephen Gerrard, at the start of the season, Rangers did have injury issues. We had yeah. COVID issues as well. And COVID is not something that people just have and then they don't have and they're fine. It does, you know, there's a physical uh, reconditioning required. So people maybe did manage. I do think that it was something we all felt throughout his tenure that he, he was quite happy to, to chop and change the side. And certainly things like that's four starts in a row for Alan McGregor. You know, that's four starts in a row for the defence. Uh, two changes at the weekend, Davis and Kent dropped out, both rested, not injured. Yeah. 
and both just being given a rest because the manager clearly felt he had players who could come in and help us win the game. And he was right, Scott Arfield, who I think might have played anyway because he he, he was very good against Livingston and mm-hmm. when he came on against Hibs, uh, he he came in and Fashion Sakala started out wide. And I just thought that right from the start on Saturday, there was a sort of effervescence about the side. There was a confidence about the side. Uh, Sakala, I thought, was very, very much uh, an indicator of that because he would get the ball, he would turn, face up his man and take him on. And just, you know, he wanted to get into the box, get shots away, forced an absolutely tremendous save from the Dundee goalkeeper in the fall, and again in the second half. But he wasn't the only one. People were wanting on the ball. And then they were trying to make things happen. Rangers played a lot of good stuff in that first half. And really, apart from you know some bad finishing and some good goalkeeping, couldn't probably should have been out of sight by half-time. Yeah, I think um, the the changes at the start of the season, some that were forced and some which might have been you know through manager preference and a little bit more, um, I don't know, puzzling might be the word I'd use, um, certainly didn't help. And I think um, we did see that towards... Uh, Gerard's last few games start to go out the team and more consistency and with that the performances did start to to pick up somewhat I think we scored something like what was it 10 goals in Gerard's last two two yeah, league games so matches, yeah. we were projecting up the way if you take the the league cup semi-final out of it but um and that's you know a big thing to put a pin in to be quite honest with you but yeah since uh, uh Gio's came in there certainly seems to be a jolt through through the whole the the whole team and one that I'll be honest does surprise me a wee bit David because I think something we talked about a lot through Gerard's tenure um when he was here was you know the pull of him and players will come to Rangers to play for Stephen Gerrard and the way I, I I was worried when he initially left was well if we accept that as a benefit then surely we need to set accept as a drawback when he goes that some players might go oh well I was I was really here to play for Stephen Gerrard. But I, I don't see that attitude at all throughout the team. Everyone, to a man, almost seems to be reinvigorated uh, with with the new with the new manager. I've been very impressed with how how quickly he's had had an effect on the team. And it is just you know the simple things that directness and Sakala, Scott Arfield coming back in the team and really driving us on through the, through the through the midfield. It's been really really impressive so far. I think Saturday just continued that you know. I very much expected us to win in Saturday. I expected it to be comfortable and for it to be enjoyable. But we have had these games so far this season where we have got over the line, but it's not been too fun to watch. And this was both in Saturday. Yeah, that this was not a case. There was no entertainment, but we got the job done. This was this was great. The only slight regret you could have leaving the ground, I think, was that it wasn't six or seven. And if it had been, Dundee yeah. would have had zero complaints about it. Caroline, something David mentioned there about players looking reinvigorated. And this is a slightly strange one I'm going to throw out there because he, I would say, had probably been our best player this season, and I would say certainly our most consistent. And uh, the fact that he's played more than anybody else, and he's been available as well. Um, but that's Joe Aribo, who under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, it seems to be getting picked as a central player, as a, a central player in midfield, being given the number 10 responsibility and told to go and make things happen. And he's doing that. And he got the breakthrough at the weekend. Um, great run, cut into the box, took a deflection, but he was still there to, to make the shot happen. And I, I, I've always found with Joe Aribo that there is so much talent there that he can frustrate me a little bit sometimes because 
in any game you come away saying Joe Aribo did something brilliant today, any game you see him in, whether or not you you thought he, he had a good game or won or whatever, there's a couple of moments of skill that are just fantastic because I think he's got everything. You know, he's he's got skill. He's got amazing feet. He can pass the ball. He can shoot. Uh, he uh, physically can dominate a, a midfield. And there's maybe just been this slight thing that I don't know if it's a personality thing with him. He's a very quiet guy, but. You look at Joe Rebo and I've always thought you should be, you know, the best player in Scotland because you have every single tool to become it. And we're see- and I think he's had a good season, but I- I'd still argue he's gone up a little bit in the last few weeks. Oh, absolutely. And I really enjoyed hearing his post-match press conference and what he had to say. I think he's always very respectful when he speaks. And to kind of David's earlier point, um, someone did ask him about what it's like playing under Gio. And he did say that, he does feel that there's genuine, a little bit of improvement every day. Training's been good and they want to show him what they can do. So although perhaps they may have been drawn to come here by Gerard, some players, and they obviously, in, in most cases anyway, seem to have a fantastic relationship with him. I think that they respect what Gio's done in the game and what he's done as a coach so far in his career. And they definitely want to show him what they can do. But yeah, in, in the case of Aribo, in terms of the way he's playing, He's definitely got a bit of flexibility. He spoke again in that press conference about him being able to cause mayhem and, and kind of shifting his role a little bit. You know, they spoke as well about him um, perhaps playing as a, a six at times with Kamara, but also going back into that 10 role and him having that flexibility. He's, he's really difficult to play against. We've seen him time and time again, where it looks as though when he's dribbling, the ball is glued to his foot. And there were certain elements of his game, sometimes maybe his power and maybe how at times he could seem to be a little softer and maybe easily pushed off the the ball. I see him getting stronger with each game under Gio. I don't know if that's part of his game they've looked at, Um, but if we can take what is that immense raw talent, add to it and kind of work with him, harness those strengths and, and improve upon them, you're right. There's no reason why he shouldn't be our biggest asset and the best player in Scotland by a considerable distance. David, it's the grading on a curve thing, isn't it? That I do hold Joe Aribo, Ryan Kane, you know, guys like that to, to, to higher standards than certain other players because I think they're better. It, it, football isn't, you know, it's it's not communism. Not everyone is equal. Uh, and even within the team, there are those guys that you look at and you say, you you can and you've shown this and you've done it in the past. So, so it, it might be unfair, but that's how football works, isn't it? You're big players, you look on, and you do judge that wee bit harder. Yeah, and it is, as you say, like the grade and the curve thing, it's a uh, backhandly compliment. You're held to a higher standard because we know you you are capable capable of higher. As your evil will be graded harsher than um, a Scott Wright, for example, right now, until yeah. Wright comes into the team. And when he does start producing, he will be held to a higher standard. It's like once you reach a level... When you're at a club at Rangers, if you've hit that level before, then we expect you to hit it all the time because that comes with the pressure of being because at Rangers. Because we saw Brian Loudrop and he did. <laughs> well, ex- exactly. There is, there is that for the spoiled ones amongst our support, like yourself. Yeah, um, those of us who, you know, we were we were there for the glory days, us, us guys. Aye. It was great, by the way. Aye, the night is wanks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was, um, loved it. <laughs> wish, you honestly, mate, wish you'd been there. Wasn't I was. You were. Uh, I was just, you know, kind of a bit nappy. Doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. Did, did you ever yeah. see Brian Loudrop play at Ibrox? 
Uh, oh, well, I, I don't remember, so probably. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. In your face. In your face. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Rangers 2021. Um, yeah, so that's that's where he is. And I'm kind of like you as well, David. And I've, you know, I've been on a few shows. We'll see, that's the thing. Is that Graham recovering where I feel like I'm taking a pot on, but I'm not really. It is just that asking for more, asking to be a bit more consistent because I'm like yourself. I think he should be the best player in this uh, this league by by a distance. He should be one of our top providers and his numbers this year have been quite good. But I think that kind of adds to the frustration as well. It's like, I know you can do it, but are you doing it enough for me? It does frustrate me at times and it's almost... Uh, tries to do too much. He's that takes ten touches when one one will do. But I think well, that's that, a management management yes. will help as well with David because I know I hate to go back to snippets and use it as as um you know the the actual philosophy, but the tricks are for circus thing that Roy McKay said, mm. I think that's going to do wonders for players in our team. And I think we're seeing that in a lot of the approach as well. You know, get the basics done first, do the simple things. Jordy Bo is a number ten him as a number 10 I think he's going to do really really well under this uh, coaching staff I think that's a great point Caroline and on that I think what we've seen from Rangers so far this you know the short sample of matches we have under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is uh, almost a simplification what Rangers played uh, under Gerard and, and Michael Beale particularly it was complex how often did we see a midfielder for example arrive and just look lost because they didn't know what was going on around them. You had to really let... It took Davis a while. Lundstrom at the start of the season was a good example of it. Um, with with us, it seems he, he simplified it. The fullbacks, for example, aren't... It pushed us forward. Um, and I think that's part of... We were conceding far too many goals. So let's simplify it, get back to not conceding goals. But we'll, we'll change the focus slightly. The wide players start wider. They, you know, the, the, the wingers are wingers. It's none of this, well, we don't play with wingers, it's number 10s. It's not that. We, we play with a number 10, it's Joe Aribo. The, the wide players start off wide, even Hadji, who you wouldn't consider maybe a traditional winger, but he, that's where he, he, he's starting off the game from. And almost that simplification, I think, has allowed the players to get back to just maybe taking away some of the kind of mental burden from them and just allowed them to get back to doing the things that they do best and and I look around that team at the moment and the one that played Saturday and Bassi looked incredibly confident it's not even his real position he looked incredibly confident Barisic is noticeably better the midfield everyone knew what they were supposed to be doing Aribo we've mentioned Sakala terrific and just simple things he said that about Morelos a couple of weeks ago I want my striker in the box all of that is I think resulting in a side that from maybe looking like a lot of the games were a bit of a slog are beginning to look like they're really enjoying their work again. Yeah, and it's remarkable. I think you mentioned there, you know, the, the team has a more kind of fluidity. I think as well, it's, it, he's spoken a lot about flexibility, Geo. But I think it's got a much better balance um, to it as well. What I like about a couple of the players you mentioned there. Um, you can see that they seem to be focusing on that core role a lot easier. And for someone like Bassi, who's playing out of position, where he's not, you know, played that, I don't think, really much at all in his career. Um, he's obviously being led by Golton, who I thought was very good at shepherding the whole defence on, on Saturday there. But nevertheless, he's got a really important job to do and he's making it look easy right now, which is quite incredible. And also for our field, he definitely looks like he's got another spring in his step. I would say that He's another one I'd add to that list that you mentioned there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's 
it's really nice to see. Yeah, and I, I think, David, that when you've got the side playing like that, when you've got you know a lot of opportunities being created, then it's it's good for everyone. One of the guys who's been getting a bit of, a bit of a stick from the fans, uh, certainly you know the, the the online community has been Alfredo Morelos, and mm. I think there's been I think he was terrific, Rampage and Alfie that we love uh, against Sparta Prague. I think he started okay against Livingston, went off it a bit. Didn't have a good game against Hibs. Wasn't alone in that. It wasn't, no. and it wasn't a good game. I don't think many of the twenty-two um, had a good game that night. But at the weekend, people were kind of having a go. Some of his passing was off, definitely, but he was mm-hmm. getting involved. He did miss some good chances, but he kept going. And then a real Alfredo goal, where it was just, "I'm scoring here." Um, you know, the, the ball's played up to him and there are two Dundee defenders between him and the ball and from that position he ends up scoring. Uh, sometimes with Alfredo, people will, will go straight to, there's a lack of effort. It's not, I don't, I honestly don't, and I've seen games where you think, hmm, you could be doing more from him. I haven't seen that this last four games. I think there are just some parts of his game that aren't up to the required level, but I do think he's working at it and I think, you know, he's got four goals and five when he's, I think by common consent, maybe not firing all cylinders. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's me and my my you know pan glossian spirit and glass half half full guy that I am. But I, I sort of look at that and say, well, I'm going to take that Schrodinger stri- uh, striker and see that I'm beginning to see him moving in the right direction. I think at the weekend, Alfie was fine for me. Um, you know, out of ten, a six, maybe a seven. Um. I think certainly what I want to see and again what I think the management team want to see from him is Alfie playing as you know as a striker as a centre forward um, the thing for me more else was his finishing particularly in the first half I think there's a, there's a couple of opportunities that he probably should have scored with um, but he got his goal in the in the second half and it was as you say it was it was a great um, goal and a almost trademark Alfredo Morelos goal he had he had no right to score that one, quite quite frankly, with the amount of Dundee players that, that were around him. He was at no point favourite to, to win the ball, I think, until he actually stuck it in the back of the net. For me, Alfie going forward, um I, I want to see him being like that. If he's scoring in games, then that's a pass for me. I want to see him back to being the guy that sticks the ball in the back of the net for us because I think we've got the players now and the system that the, the coaching staff are implementing, I think we've got the players around them to provide the service and get them into the positions to score in. I don't necessarily want to see them dropping deep all the time, coming wide, let them cause a carnage through the middle, be that battling ram, as you're saying. And if he's getting goals more often than not in games, that'll do it for me. Yeah, Caroline, again, it's great on a curve. We know what Alfie can be like when he's at the very top of his game. Uh, and, it, and it has been a while since we've seen the kind of rampage in all action, Buffalo. But you know, I don't think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is playing him right now if he doesn't feel he's he's getting at least effort from him. Yeah, that's true. I don't think we can ever... Well, I, I certainly have, I'm an Alfie fan. I don't think I can ever truly say that you know, lack of effort has been Alfie's problem in the last season anyway, um, or this season and last season combined. He can be a frustrating watch at times, but I think that he's always trying hard, he's willing to try new things. And I think under Gerard, um, he was given a different role in that last season where 
because of discipline issues and because of an over-reliance on him really as our main striker, we did have to have him play in a different way and allow other people to help take some of that burden on goal scoring. So it does feel as a kind of trade-off, we lost a little bit of his killer edge and a little bit of what made Alfie so exciting, but also so (laughs) unpredictable to watch in his earlier career with us. I think Gio will do well to, to find a better balance and allow Morelos to kind of get back to that core focus of scoring goals and being in the box, being in the right place at the right time. And like he's mentioned, also having a little bit of flexibility of perhaps dropping back and defending and doing a little bit of that link-up play as required. But I would I would very much welcome if we get to see more of Alfie doing um, what he's best at and what we saw so much at the start of his career, which is some lethal finishing. David, you used to play in goals um, mm. because clearly can't have been very good at football. So they, they started That's it. goals. Absolutely. N- nailed it. Yeah, it's a fact. Yeah, yeah. don't worry. We we know. But uh, <laughs> couldn't run, so I got stuck in goals. That was it. That seems fair. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> it wasn't my my 1970s football upbringing coming to going to the fore there. Um. But one of the things I didn't quite understand, um, this season, which was the rotation of the goalkeeper, mm-hmm. and it, it it happened a lot. Now, they're both good goalkeepers, Alan McGregor and John McLaughlin. And you could argue that Alan McGregor certainly hadn't been hitting the, the heights of the form that he showed the previous season. And I don't think that would have been unfair in the matches that he did get. And, you know, I asked Gerard about it when he was here. I, I said to him, what's the reason for this? And he, and he would always say, "It's we need to watch Alan's body. He's 39 years old. Mm. He needs managed carefully. We need to to look after him, and and that was it. You know, I asked them. I heard others ask him at press conferences, and it was always the same answer. And you know, Occam's Razor suggests that that probably means that was the reason. I didn't quite understand it, and he certainly got the impression from Alan McGregor, as much as you can get anything from an Alan McGregor interview, that he wasn't particularly enamoured with the situation. Van Bronckhorst has come in four games out of four. Again, you know, I, I admit, I just joked about it there, but the, the things that I was told when I was young kind of stay with me about football and I accept football evolves, but I can't think of many teams that change a goalkeeper regularly throughout a season um, other than for necessity, if you like, you know, injuries or whatever. But I, I, I didn't get it. And I don't think it's coincidence that Alan McGregor a, Alan McGregor is looking much more like himself and B, the defence yeah. is looking more cohesive since that's happened. It was a worry for me uh, because I think when it comes to goalkeepers, you very rarely see a gradual decline of uh, goalkeepers. It's usually when the decline happens, it's off a cliff and you need to say to yourself, nah, this is me, I'm done. Because I, I think if, you, if you've never played in goals you know, to any great extent, you don't realise... Your job is to jump five feet in the air and then land on your hips, back and neck. Um, it's sore, you know. I've woke up some mornings after playing and been in agony the next day and like, oh, how did I do that? Well, probably the 10 times I threw myself on the ground yesterday, that probably did it. Um, so it was a worry for me because I could totally understand uh, Gerard's point of view that we need to manage uh, McGregor's body. You know, 39, you're, you get to a point where your body starts to betray you. Like, God, I'm sitting here 29 with, with a hernia, so I, I can appreciate that more than most. Um, but at the same time, you know, you do need that 
think you still you need that momentum. If you're a goalkeeper, you, you do want to play every game. For a goalkeeper, having a game or two out, that's that's a lot. You know, if you're a number one, you expect to play every week. You expect to play 40, 50 games a season. If you don't do it, then the rust is going to going to build up quickly. So I don't think it's something that you can rotate to any great measures. Sure, you miss the the the, the midweek cup games or maybe like this Thursday a a, a European game where yeah, not, I, nothing's on the line. But you, you can't be constantly miss, missing league games. That's going to be be to your detriment. And I think if you were to ask McGregor, I think he would probably suggest that. I think he definitely wants to play every week. And I'm I'm pretty sure the Geo and the new coach team will have the same view. Alan McGregor on his day, and I think he's proved that in the last couple of weeks, is still far and away our number one goalkeeper. Still far and away the best goalkeeper in the country. If he's up to it, then he should be playing every week. Yeah. Uh... No arguments for me. Um, I I just like I go I like stability and defence. Full stop. Mm-hmm. And it's not always possible, and it certainly hasn't been possible for us a season because of injuries. But I I don't think it's coincidence that I think we've been helped by the fact that you know Callum Bassey I think's been getting better in that role game to game. I think you know he's just uh, he is impressing. Still raw areas to his game. He, you know he's still yeah. not particularly commanding in the air, for example. But um. I just he, he's he's clearly such a teachable guy. Calvin Bassey clearly listens and and you know does strive and takes information on board and gets better. And I, I think that the the defence has looked. I I didn't I haven't had the fear so much you know and and I know that Hibs colours everything the the, the cup Hibs game because any time the ball went up we looked look, scoring but you know that run. We can joke about it now, but at the time it was terrible. You know, every time, first attack, opposition, mistake, yeah. goal. Um, and I don't get that feeling now watching Rangers. And that that's obviously... I, I just don't get the impression the players believe it now. And I think they did mm-hmm. believe it a month ago. I think they did do that. We were. I remember sitting at, uh, standing outside Ibrox with Stuart McCall before that Ross County game, and Stuart joked to me, "Can we just let County score in the first couple of minutes to get get on with it?" And that's what they did. Lo and behold, yeah. it was it was it was absolutely a thing. Um, but thankfully, it seems we've we've turned that corner now. A couple of clean sheets uh, on the bounce. So yeah, keep this going. It's listen. If we can get that defence to you know even seventy five percent of what it was last year, we'll take some stopping. Yeah, I mean, Philip Hellander back, uh, training outdoors. He'll be joining the first team, hopefully, in the next week or so. Uh, that would be a huge bonus for us as well. If we could even get him featuring before the winter break, that would be yeah, absolutely enormous to us as a club. And, and just a tremendous bonus for everyone involved. So it's a very satisfying win. Uh, Caroline, Lee Griffiths is not massively popular <laughs> at Ibrox, it's fair to say. From what I've seen this season of Scottish football, he's not massively popular in many places, in all honesty. But the Dundee manager, James McPake, afterwards, I thought I had a slightly bizarre take on it. He brought um, he brought him on and, you know, immediately went 2-0. The game was done and the Rangers crowd had a lot of fun with him. But uh, he gets himself booked, deservedly, for a bad tackle in Joe Rebo. It's a stonewall yellow card. Rangers players get involved. Uh, Alfredo gets booked as well. And a few minutes later... In a Sutton-esque attempt, I thought, it just I don't want to be here anymore. I went off this park. Yeah. He commits another... Well, Dave, you're a qualified referee. Was the second one a booking as well? Uh, I could watch that a hundred times and not figure out why uh, the referee didn't send Lee Griffiths Sympathy off. Sympathy 
Other than he realised it was yeah. Griffiths and he, yeah. you know, he bottled the decision. Yeah. Sympathy for absolutely. Um, but then McPake comes out afterwards and said the Rangers players were baiting him. Um, well, yep. firstly in sport, I disagree that they were baiting him. I think they were just legitimately saying, why has he not been sent off for that? And it was a, a perfectly cromulent thing to ask the the referee because it nice. was such a poor decision. Thank you, David. Um, it was such a poor <laughs> decision. The, the, I, I thought they, they were well within their rights to do that. Um, here's the other thing, though, Caroline, about sport and about top-level sport. In fact, any level sport, even yes. the kind of walking football I play. If there's someone in the opposition side who is very easy to wind up, you'll wind them up. That's kind of how it happens. And I also find it very difficult to take anybody crying about this seriously after what I've watched Alfredo Morelos get put through the last five years in Scotland. Absolutely. I thought it was a really strange take. Um, And obviously you're going to protect your players, but when you come on as a sub and could potentially still get two yellows and be sent off within that short space of time, inwardly, I'd like to think that he'll be saying to Griffiths, what were you playing at? Despite any provocation, you're a professional, you've got a job to do. And you're quite right. We were on the other, other end of it from pretty much every team in Scotland when Alfredo Morelos was a little more ill-disciplined with his game. He's worked really hard on that. Um, and, you know, he was just a child when he came here as well. He was extremely young, um, very raw. Griffiths is a seasoned professional, and I, I'm using air quotes there, but he should know better. Um, he should also know that given what he's done at Ibrox over the years and the absolute joy he's taken in trying to get one over on us and stick it to us while we've been, um, you know, coming back from the absolute bottom of Scottish football. Um, he should expect that if he's coming here when we're champions and we're dominant, he's going to to have a tough day of it. Um, you'd expect better from a, a professional that's coming to the end of their career, though. But um, to deflect and say that we were trying to, to wind him up as if we shouldn't be entitled to do that is, mm-hmm. is bizarre. Yeah, and that's the thing. But Dave, we've spoken about this before. Griffiths, um, you know, the, Griffiths gets protection up there with what Claude Makélélé used to offer the Chelsea defence. It's, it's, you know, it's nothing's ever his fault, is it? Lee Griffiths is a scumbag. Um, sometimes people don't you, just you sit on the fence. That, sometimes <laughs> people are just arseholes, and Lee Griffiths is an arsehole. Um, it's simple as that. But this whole thing, you know, Saturday, I think, Caroline's nailed it on the head, even taking away who it was and the situation around us. The, the reason people like James, Mc, James McPake and, surprisingly, all the Celtic fans are getting really upset is because they never thought that we would be in this position where we'd be able to do this. They never thought we'd be back to the position where we are the arrogant champions at Rangers again, where we're loading up the rest of them. They thought we were going to be the daffy Rangers where you can come to Ibrox and tie your scarves on there or goalposts, and we're not that anymore. And it really, really annoys them. So fuck them. Concise, straight to the point. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, find, <laughs> yeah, I find it hard to work up much sympathy for the guy because, I, as you say, there, there, there's plenty in there that I think anybody 
a neutral would look at and think, hmm, uh, this doesn't appear to be a particularly good person. But also he gave it out. Um, and I mean, I think that's that's a very Celtic thing in general. They, they yes. can give it out, but they can't take it. You know, that that they, you see it. I mean, even Alan Thompson last week complaining about Motherwell celebrating on Helicopter Sunday. It's, it's, they, they've beaten you. They're allowed to celebrate. I hope somebody gets me his book for Christmas. It sounds a great read. Uh, it, pamphlet sized I would have imagined um, but uh, definitely yeah. goes through it I think yeah definitely I mean Alan Thompson who must hold the record for being sent off at Ibrox you know even ahead of Rangers players because there wasn't an old fun game there that he didn't try and get himself down the tunnel early but uh, yeah anyway let's move on then a couple other things now I'm supposed to be going to Leon this week but I'm not because after Weeks of will Leon allow Ranger supporters into the ground? They confirmed at the end of last week that they would, and everybody went ahead and confirmed their plans. And I went and booked the test for today, which was a pain in the the ass the day that we were recording, and went and did it and took for fucking ever and all good, all all superb. And then just as I came out of the testing centre, I found that I needn't have bothered my arse because Leon aren't letting fans in and Rangers discouraging. And I was on the school trip, I was on the official trip, which is cancelled, so um, there is that. But, Caroline, this is just... And I'm not, I'm, I'm not blaming the club for this because it, it has been the French authorities, uh, the Leon authorities in particular, who dicked about and dicked about and dicked about, said yes and then said no. And for all the people who had booked her out of pocket, and everybody's going to be, even if you are insured and you know you had the travel insurance and whatnot and it's covered, because we all know what insurance companies are like, um, you'll still be out of pocket at least for your for your testing. It was 120 quid in total for mine, pointlessly. It, I mean, it's just, again, this Europe-wide contempt for football fans and absolutely no need for it whatsoever. In the case of Leon, it's because they apparently have some huge food festival on and they didn't want um, football supporters coming into the town. We're not going to bother with a fucking food festival. You know what I mean? We're going to go to to the game. It's, It's so pathetic and for obvious reasons, I'm a bit miffed. Yeah, as you should be. Anyone who'd booked up and holidays at the moment are few and far between. It is, It has been probably for most people the last couple of years um, staying at home. So if you are one of those people that decided to, you know, take some time out, enjoy a football trip and get away with your pals to watch Rangers uh, for what is probably the, the glamour tie of the whole group. And then with literally two three days to go this happens it's just it's simply not fair um it's a total disregard for everyone who is planning to travel for that reason there's no way that well for something like a light ceremony i think they called it for that which will have been planned for months in addition to our game having been planned for months there's no reason that it should only be now that it comes to light that they can't have both things occur at the same time. Like you say, no no Rangers fan is going to really be bothered about that type of event taking place. Um, stick you go there for the game. Exactly. It's not difficult. It's not difficult to manage fans who are, who are there for a football trip. But it's like you say, it's that disregard for people who are attending because of a football match. Um, we've no 
less right in theory to be able to go to a city and enjoy it and head to a game but we're definitely treated as second class citizens and this is a perfect example of it. David it would be really easy for us to sit here and go down the route of you know if it wasn't for us they'd be speaking German but we're not going to so do that. Is, oh are we not okay. No no we're, we're bigger than that I mean if you you could couldn't well. you? You, you could quite easily point out you know well I, I, next time the Germans go wandering don't phone me and well, I'm saying. But uh, yeah, all joking aside, as Caroline mentioned, it's that. It's the weeks and weeks and weeks of mm, maybe, mm, maybe. Because you have to make your arrangements. You can't not. Yeah. So you make your arrangements and hope. And then you get the go ahead. And then it gets pulled three days later, three days before it happens. Uh, well, you know, being a, a spiteful person, the first thing I did laugh was uh, thinking about you. Um but no, I mean, honestly, it's it's a mess. And I think you're right what you say. You've nailed it on here, David, talking about this. It is continent-wide contempt for um, football fans and what is a form of, of snobbery and classism. That, um, you know, we can't have these football fans coming over and... Do you hear that siren? Do you hear that siren? No. Uh, there was a siren in the background there, and it's the police coming to arrest you for taking piss at me. Well, You're trying to bait me. I'm going to phone James McPake. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure he'll stack up for me. Um, you, you were. Um, oh no, so I was beating you. You're, you're, you're quite right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, it's just a, it's a mess. Um, I, as as you know, Hank Scorpion told us, they nobody ever picks that like. No, and for a reason. I'm glad Homer did pick France that day. I think uh, we would all agree that it so, was... Sue Simpson's references in the one show, by the way. So, uh, that's what that show was for, like, six years. It was just essentially me quoting The Simpsons. I mean, it's pretty much what, you know, it's pretty much the only communication I have with my wife. It's just, you know, she'll mm. say something and I'll make her, I think, a brilliantly well, but she doesn't watch The Simpsons, so she doesn't have a clue what I'm talking about. What would have been um, really good is if we had Marina on today instead of Caroline and we could have just spent the whole episode going, you don't win friends with salad, you don't win friends with salad. Yeah, she she takes it you know, in good spirit, but I'm sure inside she wants us to oh, die. Yeah, uh, quite rightly She's too. into her corn, I think, most times. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god. She brings um, it on herself. I mean She brings it on herself, yeah. You know. <laughs> Don't get me on a rant about plant based burgers because oh, you know it's not it's a like, burger. It's not a burger. And also if you you know, if you're a vegetarian, why would you go to McDonald's? Right? It's just to don't. You know, it's like fair enough, and um, there are just certain places. I, I I'm an alcoholic. I don't go and order pints. Uh, but anyway, anyway, let's uh, let's just round up before we go. Um, one other thing, Dave King, um, back to 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 complaining today about um, some vague thing about he's unhappy with the board. He voted against Graham Park being returned to the board and about new shares being in, uh, issued at the AGM, which did pass. Um, but he gave the interview, Dave, to the Daily Record. Now, yeah. I'm biased, right? Carbs on the table, folks. I fucking despise the Daily Record. And those of you who've been here for a wee while will know why. But Rangers don't communicate with the Daily Record. Rangers don't let the Daily Record out of the ground. And, you know, specific. see at, at the end of European games, which are open to the press, Daily records still don't get in, and on the email from Rangers it says we politely ask that quotes are not shared with 
reach PLC. There is no relationship. It's completely dead, right? They are on the out. How can he go and talk to the Daily Records and and not get that the vast majority of Rangers fans are going to go, what? I, you know, that's, that's a problem straight away, regardless of what Dave King said and any merit or you know, credit to to the content that was actually in it. The fact they went to talk to the Daily Record, the first thing that, if it's not a vast majority now, a lot of Rangers fans will go and say is, why the hell are you talking to them? And it just totally discredits them straight away. Um, I'm a bit bored of all this, to be honest now, and I'm apathetic to the, the King and Park rivalry, whatever's going on there. And there's something to be said about it if King has got some genuinely troubling to say about the parks that's a concern to should be a concern to support and the overall health of rangers come out and say it don't come out with these ambiguous you know riddle-like statements just tell us what the problem is and why we should be worried about it in clear language please uh if not then i'm i'm not really interested i think as far as i'm aware the club's in a good place it's getting run well we're going in the right direction and listen, I'm internally grateful for everything that Dave King's done for Rangers to get us to this point. But I think naturally he's a person who always likes a scrap. And I think we're at that point where his relationship with the current Rangers board, then I'm just not interested. Until he provides me a reason to be interested, I'm not. I think that kind of sums it up for me, Caroline. If there's an issue we need to know about, tell us about it. If not, then spare us this shit and don't go running to our enemies with it. Precisely that. I mean, I, I hope that this is nothing more than just a little bit of egos at play, um, because if there is something important, you're right, we should know about it. But the way I feel about it is I'm very happy with those who are at the helm of our club right now, what they're doing on and off the park. And I've no reason to think that they're anything other than fantastic custodians. So if there is important information, share it. Otherwise, let's keep the club as drama free as possible. And certainly let's not give any information or stories or exclusives um, again that your quotes are out to the daily record who absolutely despise us and like you say most rangers fans won't buy won't share won't click so it, the message isn't going to get out and it's not going to land well just before i go today i want to give a shout out to the rangers supporters erskine appeal um, uh, an email from Tom there he says we're just about to break through 100,000 in donations raised for Erskine this year this is despite Covid impacting on our events such as dinners and dances etc um, we to reach 100,000 in these trying times speaks to our fan base when it comes to supporting our veterans as December marches on we would ask everyone if they could make up a shoebox present for the Erskine veterans to ensure every resident at the four homes have a gift to open on Christmas morning the boxes can contain anything the likes of socks, chocolates, books, wallets magazines, booze, a puzzler, a game, slippers, PJs, nighties, anything at all, toiletries, etc. Um, include a Christmas card as well, if you like, and mark your present, male or female. The split is about 50-50 at Erskine. If you want to do that, you can drop off your gift at the, the Wee Rangers Club at the Dundee United game on the 18th between half past 12 and half past two, and they'll get the presents up to Bishopton. So... Absolutely, I'll be doing it, folks. I'm sure you guys will as well. And if you want to do that to help support our veterans, it's a, you know, it might sound like a little thing, but it, it can really make somebody's day this Christmas. So um, the Wee Rangers Club on the 18th. And again, well done to Tom for 100,000 this year, which is just, 
you know, phenomenal given the amount of live events that they had to scale back on. Right, folks, that will do us this week here on Heartland's flagship. Adam will be with you later in the week in extra, but of course, don't don't hang about waiting for that. Go over to our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash heart and hand, where from just one ninety nine per month, month, month. I'm cutting my own throat here. 50p a week. I mean, come on folks right um you can get up to five shows every single day on all things rangers my thanks to our executive producers in london mike lee and paul miles and my thanks to my two splendid guests first of all caroline morrison yeah thanks very much david that was enjoyable and david marshall i nearly said david martin and that's not your name no it's not um it's david marshall yeah uh, cheers guys and uh, don't worry france is a dump anyway we've established that yeah, exactly. Um, as Blackadder said, uh, did, the, did the man who burned Jonah Mark simply waste good matches? Right, folks, that'll do us for today. We'll be back later in the week. Until then, Forts of the Bears over in Leon, and we'll talk to you again next Monday. Till then, take care. Bye-bye. Hi folks, just a shout out to our sponsors Football Prizes who this month have got on offer a 2021 Champions Rangers squad shirt signed by the Champions. It's one of the proper Champions squad shirts with the gold lettering on it and it's signed by the first team squad. What they do is offer prize draws every week and uh, one of our listeners actually won an enormous bundle of Rangers stuff. There was like 10 signed items in it. It's framed, it looks fantastic. The tickets are 5 95 and they're limited to 99 and sometimes if it doesn't sell 99 then your chances increase to win it go to footballprizes.co.uk that's footballprizes.co.uk and you will just search for rangers and up it will pop uh, the competition ends wednesday the 8th of december at half seven if you're later than that you will miss out go buy a ticket you never know quite a few of our listeners are now uh, sending me in photos of some lovely lovely signed items in their house that they won doing this so go ahead. definitely worth 5.95 Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.